Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Theater Podcast. I'm Alan Seals, and our guest today is Farhan Tahir, who continues our Kite Runner takeover. This is a guy who's done so much work to himself, both physically and emotionally, work on himself. He he knows who he is. He knows what he wants. And by doing good, he's making it happen. He is always trying to learn and improve himself. I respect that so much and obviously feel a bond with him over that since... if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you've probably heard me mention that one of my biggest fears is growing older and being able, unable to, to learn new things, to always improve. He and I share that. Just an awesome, an awesome guy. Find me online on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Connect with me. Let me know you're listening. If you want to help with my TikTok, I need somebody to run that thing. I don't, I don't do it very well. So if you want to help out, let me know. And everybody, please enjoy this episode with Farhan Tahir. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Our guest today is an actor, writer, director, and producer. He's appeared in over 50 stage productions across the U.S. and the world. And recently, he played the title roles of Othello at Shakespeare Theatre Co. I can't say Shakespeare this morning, apparently. And Richard III at Commonwealth Shakespeare Company. His film credits include over 30 films, including Iron Man, Star Trek, Elysium, Escape Plan. His hundreds of television credits include recurring roles on shows like Scandal, 12 Monkeys, Warehouse 13, Once Upon a Time, American Crime, Dallas, among, of course, many others, and now making his Broadway debut as Baba in The Kite Runner. Paranta here, welcome to the theater podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It took us a while to get here, but we, here we are now. I know. You know? The, the internet, <laughs> the challenges of the internet are oh, make life God. complicated and simple all at the same time. But I just have to, I have to break the ice here and just get it out of the way. The elephant in the room is you tried to kill Tony Stark. So I did, and and uh, I I think you need to apologize for this because there's a lot I, of people I, who I, like Tony I, Stark. I, tr- I know I try every day, and people are still not forgiving me for that. But you know what? You can't you can't blame a man for for trying to kill him and also to apologize at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got this massive film career, and of course, like uh, the the recent J.J. Abrams, um, not so recent anymore, but like uh, on Star Trek, like just these 
you you bring a level of of humanity to these roles and even even uh when you're trying to kill Tony Stark you it's a it's a real it's not like oh I'm a bad guy I'm coming in and I'm artificial it's there's a there's depth to everything I see you in well thank you I appreciate you saying that because I mean something that I always say and think about is that especially when you're playing bad guys there's no one in this world who gets up in the morning and goes aha I'm going to be the worst man in the world today <laughs> you, you know what I mean Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, so I think I think the more chilling thing is the justifications that a person, a character gives to his actions. And those can be chilling, you know? And I think the challenge is that if you're playing a bad guy, especially, uh, it's easy to play the, the bad the badness, right? Mm-hmm. But we also need to find the opposite of it every now and then. So that we ground the ground the character and anchor him a little bit. I think people can, well, if not identify, they can at least they can at least um, make it makes it seem a little bit more real rather than just a you know a bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for saying that. Well, it's it it's noticeable and obviously speaks to the fact that you just continue to work over and over again. You've got a massive. A resume, and with some major, some major, major uh, motion pictures and TV shows, and and you're obviously somebody that can deliver, but seem like personally. Look, I I know in this field, and you know it too. This well can dry up any day, so I I thank the the heavens, you know, God, nature, whatever, <laughs> every day that you know what I'm still breathing and I'm still working, so. Let this train just keep on going on a steady pace. We don't need to go fast. We don't need to go slow. Just on a steady pace is good for me. Well, with the Avatar two coming out this December, now I'm I'm backing I'm back to praising Awa. That's my uh, that's my uh, okay, deal. Yeah, well, let's let this play Awa. Yeah, Awa. I love the interconnectivity <laughs> of all of this, and and I feel like that uh, I've I've been talking about this a lot actually, and to take it to the kite runner. Um, the the episode one of the episodes that I just recorded recently was with Salar Nader, who's the tabla player in in the show, and we got into such a deep conversation about um, the interconnectivity of of people, but also to animals and to instruments. Because when he's playing the tabla, it's skin stretched across wood, so it, it was a living being that you are now using to create. Um, more sounds that are affecting more living beings. And, and, it's a and, the wood, thing. and the wood and the wood was a living living being also. You know, I, so I mean, it, it is it, it is all connected. It is all, and I think it is it is that that kind of that energy that flows through everything. Uh, you, you know, and and we need to we we need to just take a pause and celebrate that every now and then, if we if we can. Well, so when did you? get into uh when did you start performing because you're you're a pakistani american actor right so what was your childhood like um getting into this this industry especially uh when i suspect that we can touch on this when there was very little representation there was hardly probably anybody who looked like you who wasn't playing a stereotype well i mean so so i'm kind of blessed in a way because my family has been uh in the arts for the last 100 years. Uh, my, my grandparents were playwrights, uh, actors, writers, uh, so were my parents. So I kind, of, I kind of grew up backstage. And so it, it was kind of 
part of my reality. Although when I did, when I started, uh, much to my chagrin, I thought that when I would announce this to my parents that I wanted to do this, they would, go, they would be like, yes, boy, go, you know, go, go do your thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and their question for years was why? <laughs> you see us struggling. <laughs> why do you want to do it? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? Exactly. And that was their point that they really wanted me to kind of do some soul switching on this and uh, come up with some answers. And what one realizes is that those answers evolve over time. And that's a good thing, you know. And something my father said to me, which was wonderful, uh, I finally, in those days, there were no emails or anything. So you have to write letters. Uh, and I wrote many of them. And finally, my father said, I don't know if you have talent or not, but I think you'll be okay. But remember this, that in this business, success and failure both can ruin you Ooh. if you're not anchored. And I thought that was, that was a wonderful piece of advice. So having said that, I, you know, I, I had the bug, uh, couldn't get rid of it, uh, tried to do other things, uh, went to Berkeley and, uh, I had my initial major was was business and economics, uh, but I was like fish out of water, right? I mean, <laughs> couldn't really hack really it. But so, so I I had to do this. I mean, I had no other choice. Uh, really, I had no other choice. I, there was a struggle between my heart and my mind. The mind saying, you know, do something sensible. Uh, heart saying, follow what you really believe in. And I wanted to do this. And when I started here, you're right. I mean, there weren't too many people, especially who looked like me, who came from my background. So my, my whole idea was, okay, given the fact that I am going to do this, what do I do now? And what I came up with was that, okay, there will be a lot of no's coming my way mm -hmm. for one reason or the other. And how can I change as many of those no's into yeses as I possibly can? There's certain things that I can't change, which is the color of my skin, or I don't want to change it, or, or, or who I am, or, or where I come from, and all that. I, I celebrate that. To me, it's very important. It brings a, it's, it's not, it's my uniqueness, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 I, and I want to keep it. So I, I tried to get as much, you know, the best training that I could. I went to a theater school, got my, my MFA, uh, did all of that. And then I also realized that at that time, especially when I started, there weren't any great roles or any interesting roles, especially in film and television. So my plan was that if I could do verse, if I could handle verse, if I could do Shakespeare, if I could do, or if I could do the classics, uh, if I could do Chekhov, if I could do, you know, uh, that kind of theater, mm -hmm. theater, theater can be more accepting in, in a way. You know, uh, because it's, it's, it's a very, the conceit is different. When you turn on the light in that room and it's day. Yeah. And you dim the lights and it's night. And the audience will go with there, you know, if, if, if you're doing, if you're doing a, an honest job, right? So my, my plan was that, okay, let's get trained in, you know, learn, learn how to, how to handle Shakespeare, learn how to, how to handle the classics. And that actually worked really well for me because in, in the beginning, I did a lot of theater. I was part of repertory theater and, you know, great theater all for many, many years. And not, so, so it, it, it paid my bills and it, it gave me the opportunity to challenge myself as much as I possibly could. Uh, and then slowly things started to open up. 
I didn't want to play just the stereotype characters. Uh, theater and theater helps a lot, and especially I mean, you talk about Iron Man, you talk about Star Trek, and all that, and you'll see that that a lot of actors who come from theater do find a home in, in science fiction and and all of those because hmm. it has a similar kind of a it has similar kind of stakes. Like if you're doing Shakespeare, it's it's about kingdoms being ruined. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, uh, right, and 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 then and when you do science fiction, it has a similar thing, you know, planets or or or, or universes being ruined or or being challenged or whatever. And also, what it also does is that when you're doing science fiction, a lot of the times you're working with the green screen. There's a, there's a black balloon coming towards you, and you're thinking, that, oh my god, it's some monster that's about to hit you, which is which is very theater. You know, I mean, in theater, you 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 create the picture for the audience by by taking their imagination there, right? So 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 you know, so there is harmony. There's, as you said earlier, you know, the the skin and the wood and all that. There is there is something that flows. That energy flows through, even in art, in in many ways. If that makes sense, I don't know. Oh, it makes total <laughs> sense. It makes total sense, and I I never made that connection. Until now, that I obviously love theater and I love musical theater and right. I love sci-fi. I love See, that. There you go. There you time, go. Time travel, aliens, yeah. alternate multiverses. I'm like, I can't get enough of it. Exactly. exactly. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. That's phenomenal. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I'm never gonna look at sci-fi the same way. I'm like, this is yeah. just this is just really good theater. That's all this is. It is, okay. really, it is really good. It is really good. So for you then, do you do you you've played a lot of bad guys, you've played a lot of good guys. Do you have a mm-hmm. preference or do you approach them differently? Because I feel like what you just said about being the bad guy and showing that they have depth and humanity, like they don't wake up, you, you actually were twirling your mustache when you said that, which was very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the worst bad guy I can today. Like actual bad guys still think they're doing the right thing. Do exactly. You, and right? that's a chilling part, right? I mean, to them, every action is justified. You know, yeah. however, however maniacal it might be. But to them, it is what needs to be done. Right? So when you're playing a bad guy, the challenge again is to find those tracks and and how to make a bad guy human. And by the same by the same token, when you're playing a good guy, you also need to find the flaws uh, in the in playing a good person. Because it's important for us to, there is no one who's a complete saint. Right. And none of us is a complete criminal either. So when, when you play a good guy, at least I try to find the flaws in, in the person because they have, they have to be some. I have some. Uh, I know you don't, but I have some. So, <laughs> you know, just like one, one or two. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah minor know. ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I think, I think that's the balance that we need to keep when we're trying to play a character because I don't, you know, every I, I, I kind of I kind of hate the word people say a character actor. Well, every character is a character. <laughs> you, know? you know, so whether you're playing the lead or you're not playing the lead, you're still playing a character. Right. And the character has to be has to be what either people should be able to identify with or people should be able to recognize. We're gonna take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode.
Well, good good performance, good theater makes you think, makes you go internal. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and you're right. Like if you could walk away from a performance and you're like, whoa, 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 I totally relate to the bad guy. I need to talk about this. Or, you know, like that's that's something that really can make you think. Well, exactly. Because look, I mean, I think I think art is all about putting up mirrors so that we can look at ourselves and examine ourselves, right? Uh, and sometimes we like what we see, and sometimes we need to challenge what we see. But that is that is what art does. That that is what good theater does, or actually a good film, or or whatever. You know, it should do that. It shouldn't be uh, that you go go to an evening of theater and you know there's a nice little bow put on it, and you you by the time you get to dinner you forget what you what you saw or a <laughs> film. Right. Right. I think good film or a good piece of theater will actually make you think for, you know, for a few days at least, you know, it, it, things will come back to you. And hopefully, uh, you know, that's the, kind of, that's the kind of work that one would want to be a part of. Well, it's something that, that speaks to you. And uh, I, I just think it's, it's taking a show like, like Hadestown or even The Kite Runner, for example, is something that, um, that speaks to people to a point where they have to come back over and over again. And every time they come back, they notice something a little bit different or they discover mm -hmm. something a little bit more about themselves of like, why is it that, that they have to come see this show about trauma or that they have to come see the show about lost love that like, you mm -hmm. know, the end Orpheus is going to turn around and Eurydice is always going to go back to the underworld, but you come back every time <laughs> expecting something different. Something like, different. Yeah. yeah. Like, but why, why is that? So, I mean, you've been running uh, the kite run. The kite runner has been running, no pun intended, for uh, a few weeks now. And mm -hmm. are are you noticing sort of the this repeat uh, crowd coming in, or like some feedback that's been coming in that you didn't expect? Yes, yes. I, I, look, I mean, I think what is happening in that theater is very rare, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because we've all sat through some wonderful productions, and we have clapped, you know, and, and genuinely clapped. Right. I mean, we've like, like what we are experiencing doing the kite runner, and this started with the very first preview. And I don't want to jinx it, but people erupt out of their seats every single performance, mm -hmm. you know, and that is very humbling. And what it also shows me is that they're. they're they're making a connection, a human connection. There's a visceral response. You don't erupt out, out of your scene just because your intellectually likes it. Or, or <laughs> I mean, you might stand up, but you won't erupt. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. So, so there is something beautiful about that, that, there is, that people are connecting on a very raw level to what, what, they're, what they're experiencing in that two hours plus show. And because, again, it's about flawed people, you know, uh, especially uh, the character of Amir, my son, and the character that, that I play, Baba, both of them are extremely flawed people who are trying, who, who literally try for the entire life to right their wrongs. Mm -hmm. You know? That's what I was going to bring up was, was that Baba, especially, you're talking about find the flaws in your heroes. That's literally like baba you you look up to this man you, he's the great father figure and then like i'm not 
didn't want to give away spoilers, but so many people have read the book. Um, but in the end, right, you find out about his past, and mm-hmm. he's been try- he's been trying to do good the entire time. And by coming out of something bad, like he could be seen as a bad guy or a good guy, depending on sort of you know what side of this problem exactly. you're coming from. Yeah. And and it's played it's played brilliantly. And there, as an actor with with the depth and the humanity that humanity that you have like were you excited to to sink your teeth into oh into good god yes man i was like <laughs> i was like bring it on bring it on now yeah 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 i was very i mean i'd read the book a long time ago and and the book really moved me because i think again it's yes i mean yeah i mean you see a war-torn country you see all of that you know because it's especially the first half is set in afghanistan and all of that so so that is the backdrop of of the story but it's a very human story and i've been saying this over and over and over again that it doesn't it doesn't aggrandize and it doesn't demonize but it humanizes and and that to me is is the most beautiful thing about the story and we need to be bringing stories like stories that humanize us more to one country or whatever it is because i think that's something that's that's we have gotten into a place in in our lives we're now going to steal this term from, from theater that we have started monologuing and we don't dialogue it. Hmm. You know, if you are opposite sides of, of, of an argument, you say my piece and then pat myself on the shoulder and go, aha, I said my piece. And you're doing the same thing, but we're not dialoguing. We're not having a conversation. Things, we have come to a point where people don't want to listen to each other, you know? Right. And, 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 and stories like this, it, again, it shows us that there is room for someone with, with great flaws to rise above or for someone, you know what I mean? I think that's, that's the beauty of, of stories like Well, there's a lot of, uh, of redemption and forgiveness. And I, I mean, just lo- look at, at some of the greatest people that, that exist in real life, right? There are times when they've had to make mistakes. You can't be who you are without learning, without making mistakes. And the hope is that you're going through life not hurting people and the mistakes you make are not catastrophic to a point where, you know, now with the internet, everything's permanent. I I mean, so this stuff, like, again, depending on what side of the conversation you come from, you can say like, oh, 15 years ago, I made this tweet and I did this bad thing or that could have hurt people, yeah. but now I've learned from it. I'm not that same person anymore. Like we, we fall into multiple chapters of our lives all the time, whether it's on a macro or micro scale. It's, you know, day to day or week to week or even year to year or decade to decade. Exactly. And we should, we should, because look, I mean, we are, we are growing every moment, right? I mean, the minute the growth stops, you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're actually dead <laughs> yes so i've lived many lives and i've been many people and and i wear many hats you know i mean uh what i am with my friends i'm not the same person with 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 people who are not my friends so i i and i i sometimes simultaneously wear many hats yeah you know i i'm, I'm a father so i i put on that hat and that's not a fake hat that's a true that's a true part of my personality you know, at the same time, I'm, I do. I, I go to the grocery store, and I'm a different guy, right? 
that's that's one side of it. But the other side of it is, yes, we do need to grow. We all have skills, you know, and, and you're right. If we don't have those, how do you grow? Because life is not linear. We want life to be linear. We want to say that, you know what, if I love hard enough, I'll always have love in my life. If I work hard enough, I'll always be successful. If I work out hard enough, I'll never get cancer. But that's not what it is, right? We grow in the, not in the linearity of life, but in incongruities of life. You know, I mean, we are flawed people. We, we are humans. There is room for redemption. There's, there should be hope always, unless you're screwed in the head. <laughs> there, you should always be hoping to, to rise above your own flaws or, or do better than what you did yesterday. I, I want to erupt out of my chair and applaud right now. <laughs> many, many, many snaps. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> but yeah, I... I 1000% agree with all of that. And it's about learning. And and God, I said this so many times on this podcast is that one of my biggest fears is the literal calcification of my brain and the inability to mm-hmm. learn new things. Because mm-hmm. at my ripe young age of f- almost 42 here, I am very much into like, what's next? What can I learn next? What's going on? Who yeah. can I talk to next? What can I learn? Like every one of these conversations that we are having right now like this, I come out a slightly better person because I want to pull out and share with everyone listening the best parts of all of you and the guests and what makes you successful and 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 able to maintain the success because it's got to be stressful, right? To to maintain this job, it is stressful. But I, I think I, mean, I used to teach acting uh, for a bit, and and I used to tell this to, to my students always that look. You can never say that you've mastered something. And don't think that. Because the day you say that you've mastered something, there's nowhere to go, mm-hmm. right? So you always have to stay a student. You know, never the master, but always a student. Learn and keep learning. That's, that's what we need. That's what we do. And I mean, that's what you're saying, right? I mean, that every day you try to learn and hopefully I try to learn you know, uh, in different ways that feeds different parts of personality. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the joy of it. Otherwise, what are we doing here? <laughs> I know. I, I feel the same way. I'm like, there's in the grand scheme of the universe, right? Like, that's all metaphysical. And, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, we're here for a limited time. We might as well make the best of it. And Go see some good storytelling. Go see some good exactly. theater. Exactly. Look, man. I mean, if even if there are other lives, I don't know what that what my past life was. So I only have this one that I know. So I should try to do the best that I can in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go see some good theater, please. <laughs> so speaking of which, the kite runner, right? Yes. Yes. So Baba, we, we talked about Baba a little bit, but um, the the way the way that that Baba is, he's there, he's like this rock that is that Amir keeps trying to bounce off of and get approval from and whatnot. Uh, I guess, taking from your own life as a father, you mentioned you're a father now, and, and you know, looking back on things that have happened to you in your life, right, did all of this come together to create Baba, or did it pull, were you pulling from the original book, from, you know, when you read it the first time? Uh, both, both, both. Uh, I think I think you know there are, of course you have to stay true to uh, the story that's been given, but you try to create a bridge between the character that's being offered to you and the person that you are. 
right? Mm-hmm. And in that, you also start to then again, you also start to see your own flaws, you know. Especially uh, as a dad, you see a lot of your a own dad, flaws. Exa- yeah. Exactly, because you know, man, I mean, there, there's no, there's no textbook. It's literally you do something and you go. I don't know if that's gonna, <laughs> uh, how much therapy they might need for this one. <laughs> <laughs> it worked yeah. with the older one. Why didn't it work for the younger exactly, one? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah. So I mean, so, so you pull from both, and and you also then you also realize that the level of deep connection uh, as as a parent that you have, or you should have with your kids. I mean, I'm not saying that every every parent does, but but you know, I mean, hopefully you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean. I personally, I pull from, from both of those things. I, I have to stay true to the character that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. But I, I also, the images, the things, the little things that, that you think of like, oh my God, yeah, I, I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now I'm doing it. Now I'm playing that character. Yeah, I see that. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode. Well, the humanity of the show is is so so resonant. It's you know the the whole show. I think the message of the show, in my opinion, is is about forgiveness. It's forgiving family, forgiving yourself, forgiving others around you for for whatever may or may not have happened to them that has directly affected you. And there's so much that uh, I can understand why people want to come back and why people want to erupt and and give their applause because it's it's probably cathartic in a way. So for you as as the actor doing this story eight times a week, this is it's not an easy story to do. Are you, are you bringing any of that uh any of the lessons from the show home with you? Has that has it changed you as as a an individual? Look, I mean I think every character that you do um should make you grow and transform and and look at yourself and and see parts of yourself. And see how can I improve that? Uh, it doesn't. Mean, it doesn't mean that you will, but <laughs> you you should at least ha- you should at least ask that question of yourself. And it, and the show does. And I think one of, one of the things that that I I've been thinking a lot about in this show is that it also makes you think about that. Well, it's almost a cliche, but that you know that you that one need, one should love people for who they are, not be, who we want them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's a problem or, or that's that's an issue that we face all the time. Now. Absolutely. You know, we, we we expect things. We don't we don't embrace the person for who they are. But we always we, we want to embrace, we want to hug them for who we want them to be. And and I think that's a running theme even even in this play. Especially the, the characters, the 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 back and forth between uh, the father and the son has a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, well, it's it's still. Uh, I mean, you look at it, at Amir too, the character of Amir that wants his father to love him, wants to accept yeah. it, and yeah. and yeah, still it's gosh, it's it hits on so many things that that we as regular people in regular lives are dealing with all the time yeah. of like yeah. the missing. Th- love of a father or uh just internal conflict and but there's there's so much culturally too that this brings to light especially yeah. with what with what's happening now 
with Afghanistan directly, but also like the yeah. Russia-Ukraine war and like all this just classist bullshit that... Well, exactly. And, 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 and I mean, you know, the, the thing, I mean, if you look at Afghanistan right now, the rise of the Taliban is again, they're, they're on the rise, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there, there was a massacre actually just a few days ago hmm. of, uh, you know, of like 70 people of, of well, an issue that we bring up in this play is the, the, the tension between the Pashtuns and the and the Hazaras and all that. And I think I, I just read someplace that there were 70 Hazaras killed. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. You know, and that's a tragedy. And, and unlike Ukraine and the Russian uh, issue right now, which is very prominent in our, in our, in our minds because it's, it's in the news, sadly, Afghanistan is becoming a, an, is becoming news of the past. Mm-hmm. You know, but, the tragedies and the the injustices don't stop. Just because the the news has moved on doesn't mean that people's lives have changed for the better. Mm-hmm. They're still facing off. So I think, in a way, the play is very timely. Very. Uh, you know, it it also it also shows the humanity of the Afghan people. You know. Uh, we always think of people who, who live somewhere over there as we only know them from what we know of them, right? We don't, and, and you realize that, you know, in, in the worst of situations, people still try, still try to find normalcy. They still try to find laughter. Otherwise, people would go crazy, you know? Uh, you, you will always, it's, it's, it's human nature to keep on trying to find the light. Mm-hmm. In the darkest of moments, that's why sometimes you, you revert to a sense of, sense of humor, as dark as it might be, you know. Because if you don't have that laughter, it, you know, to to kind of take some of that that pain away, it's 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 just darkness. Well, it's a it's a coping mechanism, and we've yeah, evolved is, is. we've evolved intellectually to have yeah. these defense mechanisms to yeah. be able to to exist and to carry on. And, you know, at the basic level, we're continuing to allow ourselves to procreate as a species right. through humor because we have to get past these horrible mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I get that. It's, oh, it's, it's amazing. I, uh, I keep thinking back to, um, to the line in the show, there's a way to be good again. And yeah. that, means that means so much to me again going back to uh the forgiveness of yourself and and of others and of constantly trying to make good but i'm curious as to what like personally if if that has come out into your personal life like what does that line mean to you there's a way to be good again it's almost like a mantra to me because there is a way to be good and we, we need to be trying every day, you know, uh, to be good again. Uh, better than better than yesterday, better than the last moment that we just breathed, you know, uh, because that is the struggle. That, that's a human struggle. And whatever it is, I mean, we all have regrets in our past. Um, but how do you redeem yourself? And right. can you redeem yourself? If, if you give up, then, then, then all is lost, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, that's that's what basically, I I would argue, even that's what that's why religions came about to to give you hope, yeah, right? 
that's that's that Absolutely. is the basic reason of it whether whether they're true or not or whether it happened or didn't or if there's a god or not but it's all about hope it's all about it and it should be about it. so there so i think i think it should be a mantra that there is a way to be good at it. it's hope and hope and community exactly and, yeah and because we we are again herd animals evolution says safety in numbers you need mm-hmm. you have hope if you're with mm-hmm. friends if you're with your community yeah. and this is actually kind of a tangent but it's it's uh applicable i was talking with somebody the other day who has a podcast um called latter-day lesbians and mm. and one of the two of them used to be hardcore mormon and okay. came out as a lesbian left the left mormonism and they now have this like support group that they've created for other people who have left these intense religions because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. hardest thing to walk away from is not the religion itself, but the family, the chosen family that you thought you had or that you actually did have, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. walking away from your community and then there you need to find your support and your love in another group of people who don't you know, necessarily don't, make yeah, exactly, exactly. nefarious things. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I don't want to go into... Uh, I'm not going to go into like religion, religion, but I think some of the one of the things that again, it's you find your your community by creating a certain kind of spiritualism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and a lot of what religions are doing now is that they want you to focus on the ritual, but not on the spiritual. That if you pray this way, then you're closer to to. God Ewa. or whatever. Right? Ewa. Ewa. Ewa, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, because then then there's it brings in control. Yeah. But rituals were created so that you could actually open the door to the spiritual. Right? And and so what you find your spiritual community, whatever that is, whether you know whether whether it's it's whether it's geographical or whether it's based on on who you are or or you know whether it's gender or whatever 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 it might be. but you once you find that spiritual connection with people that becomes your community yeah is is theater your your a form of spirituality for you like that chosen community those casts absolutely 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 because if you i mean the theater community is, is historically it's where misfits always came together <laughs> <You know? laughs> It's it's always been accepting of the misfits, you know. That mm-hmm. that's who we are, basically. I mean, one way or the other, or that's what the what the rest of the world might think of. We are people who who assume characters. That's that's our therapy, you yeah. know. Uh, we walk in other people's shoes. That's that's how I I give my empathy with people because I I literally walk in their shoes at times, you know. And so it is my spiritual shrine, which is theater. Oh, love it, love it to death. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant, and and I I agree with that too. It's the misfits portion of it as well as is very resonant because there's so many people that they don't feel like they belong until they find other people who don't belong, and exactly. therefore they belong with each other. Uh, exactly, <laughs> and, and 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 theater gives. I mean, it is it has always been accepting, right? I mean, when the rest of the world was not accepting of people, whether it's race or whether it's whatever it might, be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up with three questions I ask everyone to end the right. episodes. The first one, just very simply, is what motivates you? What motivates me is there's a way to be good. Again. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. All right. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening out, listening now, starting out down a similar path? 
my advice to them would be that always dream big but don't shy away from the work and the effort that goes into it take your successes with grace and humility and take your failures with bravery and humility and grace hmm all right now last question hardest one if you can only see right. one show for the rest of your life but you can see it as many times as you want what would you see oh, oh good god <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what would that be? Look, I mean, I'm going to be shamelessly plugging Kite Runner right now. <laughs> so I'll say Kite Runner for the time being. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Shakespeare play that you would like to see repeatedly? Well, so, so I, I, as you mentioned earlier in my, in my intro, like I did Othello and, 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 and Richard III, what I would want to see and what I would want to do right now is the Scottish play. Mm. So right now I want to see that a lot because it's something that's been like, that's just been like kind of in my head right now. So, so yeah, I mean, with Shakespeare, I think, well, I would, I would see Shakespeare all the time because it's, again, it's about flawed people. And somebody said this very, uh, love, love this thing that a director once said that, Shakespeare's characters, their imaginations are too big, and that's what they fall away to. Huh. That also puts things puts Shakespeare into perspective. Yeah, I mean, you can take Othello again. Wow. Yeah. Doubt. You take Richard III again. The imagination is too. Mag, 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 I mean, whichever one you take. Yeah. Yeah. You're you know? right. You're right. Every single yeah. one of them. That's brilliant. All right. So, yeah. can we connect with you online and social media? Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, which is Faran.Tahir. You can find me there. You can find me. There's a Faran Tahir page on Facebook. And then there's a Faran.Tahir on Twitter. But I'm not on Twitter too much because I don't know what to say all the time, man. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so, so there you have it. These wake up every morning and like, good morning. I don't know what to say today. I End know. Of tweet. It's like, End of yeah, tweet. I mean, yeah, and, and who's interested in my what breakfast I had? It, it's, 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 it's really not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get more of me in these episodes at thetheaterpodcast.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast on TikTok at the theater podcast. Don't know what I'm doing there, but whatever. I'm there. Uh, live, leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. This has been edited by Well-Rounded Hoodlum Productions and the music came from Jukebox the Ghost. And Farhan, thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. It really has been. It's gonna it's gonna put a smile on me for the rest of my day. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.